0: Dear listener, this is Interfaith-ish. I'm your host, Jack Gordon. And every other Wednesday right here on Tacoma Radio, we bring you bold conversations about what we believe, why we believe, and how we navigate the common ground and differences between our traditions. Dear listener, it's wowdy week at Tacoma Radio, and that means we are pitching in to support this beautiful community-run radio station that has been our home since we started Interfaith-ish. Almost three years ago. This is actually our 75th episode of Interfaith-ish, dear listener. I can't believe it. 75 programs right here on Tacoma Radio featuring conversations with a diverse array of guests from so many walks of life. Just this year, we've had stories from Muslim and Hindu converts, Jewish and Methodist community organizers, museum curators discussing the role of religion in their exhibitions, black atheists and black Mormons in dialogue, Baptists and Baha'is chopping it up about youth education. And that was all just in the first couple of months of 2020 before the pandemic started. Since then, we've gone around the country and around the world to talk with religious and non-religious friends to get a broader view and build bridges between our guests. We've moved from Our literal neighborhood here in the D.C. area to feature podcasters and artists, journalists and scholars widening our view of community and pulling up more and more seats to our ever expanding table. And that's really the goal of this show, to provide a space for both the people we have on our show to learn from one another through each other's stories and for you, dear listener, to learn as well. So join us, won't you, this morning by showing your support for Interfaith-ish and Tacoma Radio. You can contribute directly on tacomaradio.org slash donate, or if you're not at your computer, donate by phone by texting W-O-W-D to 44321. That's 44321. Be sure to mention you're a listener of Interfaith-ish. Here are just some of the friends who've contributed already to support our program. Aaron Jenkins... Adrian Graham, Alexander Khrushchevsky, Amber Kahn, Andrea Cambron, Angela Brazil, Angela Miller McGraw, Go Lightly, Arthur Roger, Babacar Fai, Bill Aiken, Bill Brown, Carol Faye, Cassandra Lawrence, Chloe Revues, Christine M. Bieri. Thank you all so much for starting our morning off with such great enthusiasm. I love being able to thank all of our wonderful listeners and contributors. Dear listener, during past WOWD fun drives, I'd usually be joined here in studio by my fellow interfaith astronauts, those intrepid and often irreverent interreligious interlocutors, the marvelous Miranda Hovemeyer and the spectacular Susan Katz Miller. But as you can probably surmise, I am left alone in the studio during these COVID times, bereft not only of our bodacious bevy of genius guests, but Sue and Miranda as well. So I thought it would be a good time to check in with my partners and Ish, and let's go to that conversation right now. We're back together again. He's back together. Back together. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we should get interfaith-ish capes. We should have superhero capes, I think.
0: I am obviously in favor of that. I knew you would be. I am totally in favor of that. So, I mean, first of all, I just want to acknowledge that I can't believe that we are at 75 episodes of Interfaith-ish. We've been doing this for just short of three years, so I think that's pretty exciting.
2: Woo! That is
1: amazing. (laughs) And and thank you to Jack, who did, like, 70 of the 75, I think.
2: And, like, Miranda and Sue, which did, like three
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> but i do i appreciate that you know even though you're you guys are not on the mic all the time that it's that you're i know that you're there in my corner i know that whenever i've got questions that i have to ask about you know what do you think about this idea or what do you th- you know just to have a sounding board i love that that i can always rely on you and that's you know that's why i, I like um shouting you guys out at, at the end of each episode knowing that my my interfaith astronauts are there in my corner every time
1: Oh, that's nice to hear. I take great pride in having been there at the beginning and encouraging Jack to make this happen. And um, if I don't do, ever do anything else, that was like important.
0: <laughs> yeah, yes. There you go. And so you know, and I and and I will say that I I really miss that we don't get together periodically just to get to mm-hmm. catch up and 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 sit at. You know, a coffee shop in in downtown Tacoma Park, and and just uh, you know check in face to face. It feels strange that we haven't been in the same place since March.
2: It does feel yeah. strange?
0: I think that the the last time that we we all got together was what? It was Miranda's baby shower, right? Yeah,
2: yeah. probably. Yeah.
0: And spoiler alert: Miranda had a baby.
2: Oh my God! I had a baby. <laughs>
0: Do you have any cute baby updates that you want to share?
2: Um, baby is now for three nights. He has slept through the night.
0: Ooh, so ooh, that wow. Is
2: amazing. And Very I
0: quiet air horn night. for that one.
2: I know. It's super quiet air horn. Quiet air horn. <laughs> um, yep. So that's been amazing. Um, let's see. He's working hard on trying to crawl and... We're like, is he going to crawl or is he going to go straight to walking? You know, that's the big bet that, you know, all the money is riding on right now. So, (laughs) but yeah, I mean, it's, it's been tricky balancing this, both of us working from home with a baby and, uh, you know, all the lovely things that
1: come along with that.
0: So did you get, did you get a puppy during the pandemic?
1: Effectively. We got her, um, at the beginning of February, not knowing that this was uh-huh. going to happen, and she was eight weeks.
0: Well, there you go. So, that's a pretty big, you know, that's pretty big news from from the year you've had a puppy. <laughs> Miranda got a baby. You a got baby. a puppy. <laughs> I got a
1: puppy. Yeah, um, our puppy has been a huge comfort in the pandemic. That was the best thing that we did, not realizing this was going to be a pandemic. Um, it's kept us busy. I just want to note that this week David Diggs, uh, star <laughs> yes. star of Ham- Star of Hamilton, uh-huh. uh, interfaith kid, interracial kid, dropped a new Hanukkah song. Mm-hmm. There aren't that many great Hanukkah songs out there. We badly need more. It's called Puppy for Hanukkah, and it's really a great dance break. So if, <laughs> if you're if you're feeling Weighted down in your pandemic couch, as I often am, get up and dance to Puppy for Hanukkah by David Diggs.
0: I, I listened to it yesterday. I, I enjoyed the song. I'm worried about playing it for my daughter because I think she might then ask me for a puppy for Hanukkah. <laughs> that's no way that's happening.
1: <laughs> and it's not actually a good idea to give people a pet for a holiday gift in a box. That's not the way to do it. But You yeah. guys can come
2: play with <laughs> Sue and my dog, you know, and she can get her puppy fixed. Yeah. Come
3: on. You know what I want uh. to? What, what
2: you want? What you want? What you want? What you want?
3: I want a puppy for And get just what I wanted yet. get get it go I'm gonna get, go get, get a puppy for Hanukkah. get a puppy. Get a puppy. Some kids write lists for their Christmas gifts and they send them all off to their Santa's. But I don't trip off a list for my gift. I'ma get it cause I got eight chances. That's right, eight nights, festival of lights. Go hard for a week with a plus one. So y'all keep stressing, be good, learn lessons. Behind the gut is the best fun. And you can laugh if you want to.
0: Dear listener, if you're just joining us, you're listening to Interfaith-ish on WOWD 94.3 FM. I'm your host, Jack Gordon. And what I want for Hanukkah is for you, dear listener, to join us in celebrating Wowdy and You Week. That's right. It's the most wonderful time of the year because we get to hear how much you love the programming on Tacoma Radio. In honor of our 75th episode of Interfaith-ish, I put out a call at the end of last week to ask for 75 friends to step up and contribute to Tacoma Radio by making a contribution at tacomaradio.org slash donate, and the response has been amazing. I've been inundated by so much love, so many texts and emails encouraging us to keep up the good work, proof that you, dear listener, value our show whether you're right here in Tacoma Park, Maryland, or anywhere else in the world. We've had contributors from Rhode Island, from California, from Canada, from Venezuela. Friends like Clarendrade Watkins, Damel Deng, Darius Epps, Dave Page, Reb David Schneier, Dilsey Davis, Donna Denise, Elahe Izadi, Ella Histand, Faith Holmes, Fazia Dean, Rabbi Jerry Sorada, Giovanni Piatran, Gretchen Ryden, Jacqueline Fuller, Jafar Falahi, thank you all so, so much. These are friends who believe in the power of community radio and the power of interfaith dialogue of a pluralist society, of just being inquisitive and interested in knowing about your neighbors, getting to know them better. And you can join this mighty band of interfaith astronauts, dear listener, by making your donation this morning at tacomaradio.org donate, or by texting WOWD to four four three two one. That's four four three two one. And now let's hear some more from my conversation with Sue Katz Miller and Miranda Hovemeyer. You know, thinking about this year and and doing the show, even though it's it's such a small thing in in the grand scheme of how our world has been affected, but you know, actually the very way of doing this show was Dramatically impacted by the pandemic, because we can't go into the station, we can't have live guests, which was basically the whole point (laughs) of doing this show when it started, when we started it, you know, to sit down face to face with neighbors um, from these different backgrounds and encourage dialogue so
1: and I do I, 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 really, I really miss being able to usher people into the studio and having them meet each other yeah. and seeing them exchange numbers as they leave and knowing that they're gonna have a relationship going forward. I miss that.
0: Yeah, no totally. It was something that I I felt really badly about and I was I was I felt like I really lost my mooring at the beginning of this because of that um, having to adapt to that but having a plan. And seeing that plan totally, you know, thrown to the wayside, we have to have to adapt, you know, we have to sort of adjust and, and figure it out. And so I think that this has been an opportunity this year to completely rethink the concept for the show. And, and I, I'm appreciative of the fact that it's, it's been an opportunity to involve people that we would have never talked to otherwise because geography was not a barrier, we weren't, we weren't relying on on having people come into the show. So, you know, we could call up people who, who were all around the country and all around the world. And so, you know, in a way, I think it, it, it opened things up. And, and I've, I've been really appreciative of, of all the great people that we've gotten to, to to, um, have involved with the show from other people who have different religion and interfaith podcasts. Um, to just friends that, that uh, were not in the D.C. area but had a lot to, to say and share. And I, I certainly learned from, from having, having that uh, expanded cast of characters on our program this, this year. Are there any, uh, any conversations that, that you all listened to that you learned something from in particular that, that you can reflect on from this past year?
2: The one about the Mormon temple wear?
0: Oh yeah, that was Ro- Rosemary Card um, with Q. Noor, who was who was talking with Dilshad Ali, um, journalist Dilshad Ali. I love that conversation. That was a good one.
2: So we do like nightgowns and house dresses and like clothing that kind of makes sense for every day because temple dresses are so
1: niche. And, it,
0: and it's modest clothing, mm-hmm. but Please you're just- the
1: Muslims can shop there. There you go. Yeah, you can-
0: <laughs> Would you like to open up your market to a billion people?
1: That
3: would be incredible. <laughs> and I love Muslims, so I would like it. I'm just saying, there's, there's a of
2: market out there for
0: you. You might low key just start marketing because you've already got the name.
2: I'm <laughs> Like I, I did not know. I mean, I knew there was something, but I hadn't, I didn't know what it looked like. And then I remember after the show, like going online to her website and looking at all the temple gear and they had like their temple mask up that like Mm -hmm. their white mask and I was like, man, this is bananas. Like every, like, is every religious uh, community going to get their own like mask, which like goes with their you know their uh, clothing, their gear, their look. Like <laughs> I don't right know. Exactly. You know, are you going to get like? Is the Sikh community going to get like masks that that can match their turban colors and like? You know. Oh,
0: I'm I'm sh- I am sure. Knowing mm-hmm. the the sartorial flair that our our Sikh men. Uh, I know. I
2: was totally thinking like
0: well, that are matching that. the eyes like, with bourbon.
2: Like, Orthodox Jews gonna get little like zit on their masks. <laughs> no, know?
1: I will tell you, my 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 cousin makes something called a face yarmulke. See,
2: it's I a ma- <laughs>
1: it, It's a it's a mask, but it's round, so it actually looks mm-hmm. like a yarmulke that you put over your nose and mouth.
2: See, it's a thing. It's, just, it's a thing. Yeah, it's a thing. <laughs> I re- I also really like the one you did with um I think it was it might have been Aaron
0: Aaron and Derek. Aaron yeah. and
2: Derek. The Aaron and Derek and Jack. The Aaron and Derek and Jack. That that trio there. Cause I, I just love that. felt that like looked, that was special. It just had this like realness to it that I was like, yo, we are not ignoring that stuff sucks right now and it's hard and we can't see our family and people are dying. You know, like it's like, yes, I need you to talk about what i actually feel like and not like bubbly like trying to feel a way that that i don't feel you know especially on that day i was like man stuff really sucks right now we're you know at the i guess very kind of at the beginning of this and i was like yeah i'm really glad they just said it feels rough right now
0: yeah that was that was in the in the midst of the summer and obviously all the uprisings are happening and John Lewis had just passed away the week before. and I yeah, I agree with you. I think it was it was a moment. it's like I said in that show that I just really needed to talk to some friends yep. and uh, I, I, I was so grateful for for the opportunity to talk talk to them and, and have that vulnerability shared yeah. between the three of us. I find myself struggling when it comes to like if there's things
3: that, Bring me joy. There's almost a part of me that has this guilt of like, should I be enjoying things at this mm. particular point? Then I remember, like, well what's left if you don't have joy? You gotta find your joy somewhere. You gotta balance it out with with everything that's that's going on. So it's actually all right to have you know to have this joy and to seek to seek the joy and such. So I have to remind myself that.
0: Dear listener, if you're just joining us, you're tuned into Interfaith-ish on WOWD 94.3 FM. I'm your host, Jack Gordon, and this morning we're reminded of the joy that is WOWD, the opportunity to create community-led media, the opportunity to hear from a diverse array of voices. As one of my recent guests, Shonda Buchanan, said, to be part of the pantheon. And we want you to join our pantheon of contributors this morning, dear listener, by donating at tacomaradio.org slash donate, or by texting W-O-W-D to 44321. That's 44321. And we certainly have a prodigious pantheon, dear listener, a plethora of participants that includes Father Jim Gardner, Janae Lewis— Jennifer Brandell, Jennifer Chapman, Jennifer Gilliard, Jennifer Volette Kretch. We got the Jennifer Market cornered. Jeremy Penn, Jessica Gordon, my beloved sister, Jessica Turner, Joy Orr, John Pernia, Jose Lino Andrade, and Marcelo Andrade, Kenny Rogers, Christine Erickson, Kylie Schmidt, Leila Sani, and Kristen Larson, my terrific mom who's so awesome. She actually gave twice. Love you, mom. Thank you. Thank you all so much. And now a little bit more from my conversation with fellow interfaith-ish co-founders Susan Katz Miller and Miranda Hovemeyer. So Sue, this is really one of the great opportunities that we have with Tacoma Radio to be able to produce a show and 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 have a home where we can air it every other week. And we're we're grateful for that opportunity to to have it exist on our our local community radio station in Tacoma Park?
1: It feels to me like it's never been more important to have community radio. I mean, we're very constrained in the ways that we can have community right now. We can have community on Zoom. We can have community on the radio. And for a lot of us, that's all we can have. So uh, radio is essential. And it's helping us to hear each other's voices until we can see each other again. So it's it's moving to me, and it's why I donate to WOWD because it is that important to me in the pandemic that we maintain ways of being community.
0: I've been heartened by the response to this call that uh, I put out. Just a few days ago, uh, ahead of our 75th episode to see if we can get 75 contributors to our, our fundraiser just for this show. Uh, folks that are um, fans of the program and appreciate um, the space that we're creating for this uh, engaging interfaith, intercultural dialogue. Uh, that we have through interfaith ish, and people have really been responding in droves, and and I love um, getting these texts from folks that have been saying, "I just did it, you know, just donated, keep going, you know, love what you're doing." Um, so that's been that's been very encouraging, and I hope that uh, people that are listening to this, if they're if they're listening right now, you know, live during the during the show, the the broadcast, that they'll jump on their email uh, or jump jump online and and contribute, or th- even if they're listening to this afterwards, that they'll go to TacomaRadio.org and, and hit that donate button and sign up for either a, a one-time uh, donation or, if you can, a monthly, because we're, we're doing this month in and month out, and we want to be able to keep it going.
2: You know, a lot of things changed really fast, and it's like, what's there, what's normal in our lives, and I feel like it was really nice to have radio be a thing that was like yep i can turn that on it's still there it's a normalcy And, Mm -hmm. and i really valued that a lot
0: yeah i got so much news and and updates from the various podcasts and and radio programs that i listen to and i feel like it you know during this time it really cultivates a relationship with the people that are producing it and taking the time to do that and even ours even though our show isn't a a breaking news program. Um, I do like to think that because of the guests that we have, you never know who's going to show up on the on the next episode. Uh, but it's always informative. They're always coming from uh, a different perspective, a new take, and and hopefully one that our listeners haven't been hearing before, so that they can gain some new insights. And and as they're moving through the day, uh, whether whether they're um, going to work or they're at home or you know, doing something as mundane as just doing the dishes, that uh, in those quiet moments of reflection, it gives them something to think about in terms of how they can um, be bolder in their uh, engagement and hopefully welcoming of of more people from from different walks of life than their own.
1: Yeah, for me, interfaith conversations, interfaith understanding, getting to know each other on a deeper level—all of that is. Um, something that gives me hope in, in what's been a really horrible year you know faced with the politics with the you know the health situation all of it um one of the ways that i feel like i have hope is is listening to people engage that way on this show or elsewhere
3: to love, make haste, to trust, make haste, to give, to guidance, come, make haste, to love, make haste, to trust, make haste, to give, to guidance, come, come, me for harmony, to behold the star of day, come, ye for kindliness, one. Make haste to love, make haste to trust, make haste to give to guidance, come. Make haste to love, make haste to trust, make haste to give to guidance, come. Come ye for harmony, to behold the star of day. Come ye for kindly Each one, help each one Oh, the compassionate Lord Oh, the compassionate Lord mm-hmm. star upon Bestow oh, upon me a heart Which like unto a glass May be illumined by the light of thy love May be illumined by the light of thy love May be illumined by the light of thy love And confer upon me thoughts Which may change this world Into a rose garden Through the outpourings of heavenly grace Through the outpourings of heavenly grace, through the outpourings of heavenly grace. Like unto a glass, like glass. May be illumined by the light of thy love, love. be illumined by the, light love. by the light of thy love be illumined by the light of thy love Confer upon Confer me thoughts, upon which, me may thoughts this which may change its world Into a rose garden the Through the outpourings of heavenly grace Through the outpourings of heavenly grace, through the outpourings of heavenly grace.
0: We were just listening to past interfaith-ish guest, Nicole Best, along with Alexander Khrushchevsky performing a passage from the sacred writings of the Baha'i Faith set to music. I got to record Nicole and Alexander right here in our sister studio, right next door at Tonal Park, just one of the awesome opportunities that has come from doing Interfaith-ish here on Tacoma Radio. And I'm inviting you to make haste, dear listener, to show your support for building bridges of love and understanding through this community-led station. Support Tacoma Radio by donating at tacomaradio.org donate or by texting W-O-W-D to 44321. That's 44321. I can honestly say, dear listener, that my life is changed for the better thanks to this experience of putting together this show. It is consistently a joy to create. The process is challenging and often I'm up late thinking about which guests to book, and who would pair well with whom and working out schedules, not to mention editing and the show itself. But the struggle is worth every time. The struggle is worth it every time. And I will readily attest that it is among the the projects that I am most proud of having created during my life. The work of interfaith understanding has profound meaning. It takes commitment and dedication. And I learned so much every episode from my guests and that's why i'm so happy to have a home here at tacoma radio and you dear listener can help support that home by donating at tacomaradio.org donate or by texting w-o-w-d to thanks to friends who have already donated including Leroy battle leslie goddard lou wolford margaret mattinson marone woodwison Naz Khan, Nazneen Grant, Nora Sadigpour, Oak Ritchie, Phil Lynch, PJ Andrews, Rachel Gordon, my beloved sister, Rebecca Ennin, Richard and Adesua Foreman, my brother and sister-in-law, Roya Bauman, and Ruth Foreman, my beautiful, beautiful wife, who's listening alongside our daughter right now, I hope. Hello. And now more from my conversation with my interfaith-ish collaborators, Miranda Hovemeyer and Sue Katzmiller. Well, Sue, do you have any good interfaith-themed stories from this past year that you want to share?
1: Well, I guess the top story for me um, coming from... An interfaith family is probably the fact that we have a vice president elect who is from an interfaith family and inter- interfaith marriage, Kamala yeah, Harris. That's exciting. Um, you know, she grew up with both um, Baptist and Hindu practice and then married a Jewish man. So I call that an interfaith trifecta when you have three religions. <laughs> and you know, the fact that she's going to be our vice president, it's sort of obvious and, and inevitable with the rates of interfaith marriage in the United States. And so it's maybe not that big a deal, but it is because having people from interfaith families at that level of leadership, I think does change the way that people think about each other and think about, you know, who is leading us as a country and, and who are we as a country and, you know, how do we celebrate and honor our diverse, um, makeup of our country. And so for me, it's inspiring.
0: Yeah. I think, I think that there, it's going to be very exciting to see how in this year, religion plays a, um, plays a role in, The cultural discussions, of course, it's it's never far from those discussions, whether directly or implicitly. Um, But I think I I agree with you that it's exciting to have it take on a new form in the in in Kamala Harris's family. And like you said, the fact that it's it's not just two people of different backgrounds that are, are married to each other, but a person who embodies uh, already a, a being both family, (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, a family that celebrates, uh, celebrates multiculturalism, um, in, in her identity and then expands on that with, with, uh, the, the marriage partner that she's selected, who's, who's from another tradition. Um, so that's, yeah, that's a, that's, that'll be an exciting thing to see in our, in our public sphere going forward.
1: Well, and under Obama, there was a vibrant national interfaith um, conference and dialogue that that the White House supported, and that all disappeared um, in the most recent presidency. So I'm looking forward to having more support for this kind of interfaith understanding and engagement.
0: So I'm curious how in the circles that you all move in um, in your communities or in your um, interfaith social networks, how you've how you've how you've seen the community respond or adapt to being socially distant. That's probably been the biggest question that's faced each religious community is how do we do our usual community engagement while being apart for such a long period of time
2: at IFFP the interfaith families project uh of greater Washington DC we have been able to welcome families to join us from all over the country if not all over the world but um so that's been really fun you know we've had families from other uh you know like New Hampshire and Virginia further out and Maryland further out that can't come to any of our stuff in person but you know they can come to our virtual sunday school and they can come to our virtual gathering and so now the question it's become like how are we gonna find a way to keep this for the these families Um, right right yeah so i don't know if you had anything to say about that sue too because you're part of iffp
1: well Looking at it more broadly, I think what this has meant is that every family has been able to try out different religious and spiritual communities online that they might not have been able to access either because of geographic limitations or, you know, time constraints, whatever. So, you know, you've been able, I've been able to kind of zoom in one day to a Unitarian Universalist church, and then visit four different synagogues in four different weeks in four different locations in the country. Like, Uh, Oh, I've always heard they have great music and now I can zoom in and participate and see that music without going to New York city or whatever. So it's been this amazing opportunity for people to experience each other's ways of gathering and worshiping together um, if not in person, at least the, the audio part of it and, and seeing it. So that's been really an interesting way of kind of um, exploring and, and mixing it up a little bit. And I don't think we'll ever go back to being the same. I think a lot of religious institutions are realizing that there are people, there are homebound people that are able to access now right. that, that weren't able to before
0: right. um,
1: things like that. There's people who can get subtitles who couldn't get it in, in, in a physical setting.
0: For those of us who are curious about how different communities worship or different communities, like you said, have music or, or pray together. It's been a, a, a really terrific uh, time for us to take advantage of the um, technological adaptations that communities have made to make those programs available and and to share with uh, a a much broader audience i I definitely have taken advantage of that both within um our own baha'i community and 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 enjoying programs that have taken place uh, around the country and around the world and and like you said, Sue, to actually uh, bop in for a little bit to see, oh, how do how do they do things <laughs> over over at XYZ Temple, which Synagogue, or Church? I think that's great.
1: It was really interesting to watch because I think at first a lot of communities were hesitant to be really public and and a little right. bit fearful about the security issues, and but then as time goes on, um, they become more comfortable with just putting the link up or, or broadcasting on YouTube or Facebook live so that anybody can watch them, which is really amazing.
2: My big bummer for this year that like one of the things that I was really looking forward to doing that could only be done in person was, we couldn't go vin- visit the uh, Mormon temple before it got I know. consecrated. And yeah. I had been looking forward to that for years. <laughs> and yeah. that says how much of a dork I am. But- <laughs> I'm um, right there with you, I, I, I like, definitely- is, Yeah, as a once in a lifetime opportunity. And that coronavirus stole from us is getting to
0: mm.
2: see the inside of the Mormon, national Mormon temple before it was reconsecrated so
0: well you know I got a card in the mail from some LDS friends uh, some holiday greetings from them and and it mentioned that they were looking forward to um, inviting my family to join them at the at the temple um, in, in Kensington, Maryland in 2021 so I would say don't give up hope yet because that program may have just been delayed and fingers
2: crossed
0: all of us religion nerds can
2: (laughs) can yeah or we're gonna have to like find the next big huge temple that needs (laughs) restoration and get their dates on the calendar
0: (laughs) yeah no I think that's gonna be good my
1: lord he calls me he calls me by the thunder, a trumpet sounds within my soul, I ain't got long to stay
3: here, steal away, steal away, steal away to Jesus, steal Steal the way Still away home. home, I ain't got long no, no. to stay no. here. Green trees are bending, or sinners stand the trembling. The trumpet sounds within my soul, I ain't got long to stay here. Steve.
0: Was recent interfaith-ish guest Camlin Giddens, who grew up in the Latter Day Saint tradition, performing a duet with Yaosh called "Steal Away." If you want to hear more of Kamlin's gorgeous singing, check out our previous episode of Interfaith-ish, when Kamlin Sh- shared a rendition of another beautiful gospel song live during the show, and talked with poet Shonda Buchanan about Native American rituals, the iconography of the Black Madonna and how both of them have approached their richly complex multicultural identities. Dear listener, if you're just joining us, you're listening to Interfaith-ish on WOWD 94.3 FM. I'm your host, Jack Gordon, and this morning I'm encouraging you to donate to support community radio by going to tacomaradio.org slash donate, or by texting WOWD to 44321. That's 44321. That's right, it's WOWDY and you week, and what a week it has been! We've had donations from all over the country supporting our program. Folks just like you who appreciate the importance of interfaith engagement, and whether you call it interfaith or interreligious or intercultural, we're passionate and dedicated to creating opportunities to get to know our neighbors better, to better understand our world, and even in the midst of a pandemic. When so many are isolated, we are continuing to bring folks together on our show and on the radio station every week. We're saying that we are stronger together when we know our neighbors, when we take the time to listen to each other. And we're doing that through our community radio station. So if you are inspired by stories you've heard on Interfaith Issues this year, if you love the diversity of programming and voices you hear on Tacoma Radio, Make sure you get over to TacomaRadio.org donate and make a contribution this morning. Let them know that you value our show, that you're one of the interfaith astronauts. We appreciate that so many of you have answered our call today. I want to shout out Sabrina Dent, Sahar Saterzadeh and her husband Rory, Sarah Mirsky, Sarah Jones, Shamim Kazemi, Shada Vance, Shonda Buchanan, Sojin Kim, Saima Majidi, Tatiana Zamir, and Vasu Mohan. Thank you all so much. And now we'll return to a bit more of my conversation with a couple of my favorite fellow interfaith astronauts, Miranda Hovemeyer and Sue Katzmiller. So as we're wrapping up here, um, I want to just ask what's giving you joy uh, at this time and what's making you happy?
1: The things that are keeping me from being miserable... I guess that's the best I can do here Um, (laughs) are my pandemic puppy. Who's very fluffy and just turned one. Uh And I'm doing a lot of jigsaw puzzles, which is something that I always thought was a waste of time, but which actually I found out is sort of a meditative, very soothing thing for me. Um, And I got to say chocolate. I've definitely gained the (laughs) (laughs) COVID-19.
2: Well, for me, uh, I think a lot of it has been around like seeing how much I can like make the baby giggle because baby Uh, giggles are like unreal as far as the joy they provide. So it's just like, can I tickle the baby? Can I make a silly sound and make the baby squeal with delight? And so I think making the baby giggle has been like my Big like oh can I I am feeling a little down today. Let's go find that baby and squeeze his belly and or something. Like, more raspberries <laughs> on his tummy.
0: Find the baby. I hope you know. not well, no, you're, I mean,
2: yeah, it's, know where it's not just right like now. out and about. Like, where is that baby? Like,
0: yeah, you know, I put him down somewhere.
2: You no, know, yeah, last I saw him, he would let's know. Yeah, I mean,
0: that's the baby, that...
2: yeah was presumably with my husband in another room. You know, he's not out. You, you know, like doing things
1: baby laughter and puppy cuddles yeah that is for me that's like spirituality on a molecular level it's it's oxytocin it's endorphins serotonin whatever it is it's working it's scientifically making us feel better
2: i get happy every time i hear sue remind us that she has interviewed dr fauci because I'm like, yo, I know Sue, and I what love Sue. he like? Sue, and if Sue likes Dr. Fauci and thinks Dr. Fauci is great, then I trust Sue to know and think Dr. Fauci is great. And uh, so if Sue can vouch for him, then he must be awesome. <laughs>
1: right so i was a science reporter and then i became a religion reporter which people think that was a 180 degree shift i actually think <laughs> i actually think they overlap in significant ways in terms of like philosophy but anyway mm-hmm. um i did cover the rise of hiv and aids for newsweek and new scientist early in my career in the late 80s early 90s and i used to um, interview Tony Fauci on a regular basis. He was not a household name at the time, although he was very important. So um, it's been fun to see him become a cult figure and you know be on the covers of magazines
0: and be. Don't say cult figure. Sorry. I a- yeah, sorry, these sorry. Sorry. <laughs>
1: sorry. Mm. <laughs> sorry. Okay. It's been fun to see him become a household name and become a bobblehead and. For first pitch, I I ordered some chocolates with Dr. Fauci's face on them.
0: Oh my god, <laughs> that goodness. is so great! What a great third act to have in your life, right? To be at—I don't know how old he is, but you know,
1: well, in, yeah, I assume
0: in his sixties or whatever. And
1: oh no, he's like go, seventy-nine or something.
0: Okay, in his seventies, and and finally have your your face emblazoned on a piece of chocolate. All those endorsement deals are coming in.
2: I mean. I- I think about that, like, it, do- I, it really speaks to me, Sue, what you said about, you know, these two types of reporting are, don't, aren't actually as different than we, that we thought they were, I guess, mm-hmm. because part of my tradition is, like, trusting in science, uh, right. so I think, you know, and the scientific method is a very um, big part of what I actually believe in and so yes getting to have people come and present you know scientific ideas and just the immediacy of the scientific community are in, in our lives right now um, has been kind of a spiritual thing for me I guess because it's made people really uh, have to step and examine the importance of science in their lives and in their everyday lives and whether or not they are going to, um, I, guessed, I guess, I uh, guess think of scientists and people doing science as human beings, right? Mm-hmm. Instead of like these monoliths that just have titles like CDC or whatever, that's not really the people behind the CDC. Um, so I guess in a way, like it seems... I totally agree, but I think it seems very personal in a way too.
0: Yeah, no, I, I can totally see that. I mean, I think if, if anything, this experience has given us such a greater understanding for better or worse, how behind all these systems and institutions are everyday people.
2: Right. Exactly. And they may be
0: people that have, uh, a great deal of expertise in a particular subject, and they certainly, in in a lot of cases, um, have a lot of intelligence and, and talents. But we're all people, and and we're fallible, and and we and we make mistakes, and um, you know, uh, fall prey to ego, or or you know, have to change our minds and and update the information that we have, you know, or update our opinion or our, our public statements based on the information that we have at that particular moment so I'll just say it's an opportunity you know for us to all you know walk a little bit more humbly in that because we're seeing um, so much uncertainty and hopefully have a little bit of patience with each other
1: Tony fauci is actually going to turn 80 on christmas eve eve on december 24th so uh, it's to me it's actually very poignant that at this point in his life he has no choice but to see this through um Mm. to this tremendous scientific lift for you know the the whole scientific medical establishment has been called on to do extraordinary extraordinary work um no choice really about doing it um but... Well,
2: it speaks to me, too, a lot of, in my tradition about, like, having faith, and I have faith in people, and, you know, we have to be humble enough to allow ourselves to know that there are people that are better at things than we are, are smarter at things, you know, they're smarter than we are, you know, I, I don't know about epidemiology, I need to have faith in a person like Dr. Fauci who has done the work and knows about that subject to help me, you know, along this process and guide me through this. And so to me, even, you know, though it it's, it seems very non-spiritual, uh, non-religious, whatever, in a way, because it's, it's, it doesn't bear that name. It, it is very, it is very, uh, deep and personal and, and I guess spiritual, if you want to call it that. Mm-hmm.
1: I think you're right. And I suspect there are going to be a lot of Fauci ornaments on Christmas trees this year. <laughs> I know <laughs> uh, my my sister-in-law made a Ruth Bader Ginsburg angel for the top of her tree. So I like the idea of the Jewish Ruth Bader Ginsburg on the top of the Christmas of the tree, Christmas of, tree. Uh, uh, of my Catholic sister-in-law, who's married to my Jewish brother. There you anyway. go.
2: I love that too.
0: Well, I'm grateful for this opportunity for us to to hang out a little bit and uh, and celebrate Tacoma Radio and celebrate our 75th episode.
1: 75! I'm picturing us all dancing in the parking lot at some kind of WOWD event outside the studio there again in the future. I'm going to keep that as a, something to look forward to.
0: Oh, that sounds like a dream.
1: With dogs and babies, kids. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yes. My baby loves
1: dancing.
2: So we'll be there. Woohoo.
0: All right. Well, I'll catch up with you all soon then. Thank you, Jack. Thank you, Jack. And thanks to everybody that contributed. Dear listener, that's a wrap on this week's Interfaith-ish. Wow, we definitely covered a lot of ground this episode. We talked about Hanukkah, found common ground between Mormons and Muslims, heard some gospel music as well as music from the Baha'i tradition, discussed interfaith families, and ended with humanist values. I'm telling you, that's why I love doing this show. Shout out to my fellow interfaith astronauts, Miranda Hovemeyer and Katz Miller, for checking in and sharing their reflections Thanks also, and as always, to our musical maestro, Jeff Philosopher, for providing our theme music, and a huge thanks to each and every one of you who contributed during this week's fun drive for Tacoma Radio, and I'm so happy to announce we reached our goal of 75 contributors during this episode, and you helped raise over $1,700 for WOWD, so thank you, thank you. Interfaithish ish airhorn, interfaith ish airhorn, Interfaith ish airhorn. I'm so blown away by all your support. I'm grateful and so energized to continue hosting this program into 2021. And if you are hearing this after the live broadcast, please know that you can continue to support Tacoma radio anytime by contributing at tacomaradio.org/ donate, become a monthly donor like I am. As always, you can find our entire back catalog of Interfaith-ish episodes wherever you find and enjoy podcasts. And remember to leave a review for the show. You can follow us on social media at Interfaith-ish and like our content we post regularly on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And we want to hear more about what you learned from our shows, dear listener. Leave us a voicemail on our special listener line, 202-599-2953. And as usual, keep writing us about the Interfaith-ish you wish to dish at interfaithish at gmail.com. That's I-N-T-E-R-F-A-I-T-H-I-S-H at gmail.com. Interfaith-ish, will be back in two weeks with a very special Year in Reflection episode featuring stories from around the country. Until then, keep it locked to W-O-W-D 94.3 FM for great music and programs seven days a week, streaming online at Tacoma Radio dot org